Hi, we're doing a series on abundance. This is day three, but the sequential order is slightly irrelevant because we just get into everything every time. And this time we got into everything for a long time. So there's a shorter version of this podcast. It's 20 minutes. This one's about an hour and a half, maybe longer. But it does the trick. What we're doing is trying to evolve our memories about money. And we're trying to love wealth. And we're getting places today in our podcast. And there's even a story about Tupac. It's really delightful. And there's a whole lot of wisdom. Just like we're oozing it. We're oozing wisdom. But before we get to that, we do this round of box breathing, which is kind of magical. So get on it. Get on up. Get on me. Get on it. Take a breath. Okay. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness Abundance Series. Okay. Let's start with breathing. I'll just lead us through box breathing because I'm obsessed with them. So we exhale and hold and inhale and hold and exhale and hold. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale a color. Hold. Let it change into another color. Exhale the other color. Hold. Let it change. Inhale another color. Let it change into another color. Exhale the other color. Let it change into another color. Inhale. Let it change. Exhale. Let it change. Listen to the body. Is there a part that's talking to you? Say hi. Send that part, this breath. Surround it with love. And let it exhale. 
And let that part inhale. Yay. Find a part of the body that feels amazing. I'll give us a whole round of breathing to find that part. Send love to that part. And let that part send love to us. And give that part this inhale. As if it's its birthday. And it's getting all the presents. Now let it blow out the candles. And now it starts a dance party. And all the other parts of the body are inspired by this birthday part. And we're all dancing. Every part of the body is getting into it. And we exhale like it's confetti being thrown all over the dance floor. And inhale. And exhale. And hold, two, three, four, and inhale. Hold, two, three, four, and exhale. And hold, two, three, four, and inhale. And find a part of the body that's tight. And hold, and let it wiggle. And let it bounce. And this inhale is going to be a bu- 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 staccato. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, staccato. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, staccato. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale and warm up the heart. that heart be the fire that's warming up our fingers and toes. And I'm going to try to keep box breathing throughout my whole life, but also this whole session. It really helps me with transitions. I think because I spread out the transition 
like I have like four corners to move a little bit on each. It also gives me permission to hold my breath, which is a uh, like uh, fabulous because I hold my breath a lot. And it gives that part of me that loves to hold my breath, like a job to do. It's valiant efforts are justified. Box breathing is also really cool because it made me realize that I can talk on the exhale and I can definitely talk on the pause, but I can't talk on the inhale. Inhales for inspiration. It's for taking in what's around us. It's for the in is like all in. It's kind of like a full body experience. It's like, it's cool. It made the inhale a little bit more give a little bit more clarity to the inhale for me. But I have heard of a saxophonist who can inhale while exhaling. And this, I suppose, is the next level. But for now, I'm doing box breathing. All right, could I get a little bit of a shout out of how that meditation is sitting or feeling um it's fantastic like in the morning when i wake up and i do my usual ifs inner yeah that i um i always do my box breathing to get into that self space thanks for that will you give us a little bit of a something about quantum entanglement i kind of want to relate that to abundance but i'm not sure how to yet will you explain sure. well I just learned about it yesterday, so I'll try. Uh, I, so I guess it's they've they've like seen they've proven by seeing the particles do it, and I think other things like quantum particles um, become entangled where they are actually they're like taking up the exact same space at the same time, and I guess it even happens like across like long distances. She didn't really like understand how they were. I think that's probably like mathematically proven or something, but, um, or I don't know, maybe, yeah, but probably, but so like, um, I was learning about that and I guess so far they had been only observed like really small amounts of like maybe like a few quarks or something like that. And then they were doing this experiment that where they put together these quantum particles that, and they're calling them drums and they're like drum heads or drums. And it's like, I don't know, like somehow like, it's like more like matter getting to the, the realm of matter. And they were, they were like then proving, then seeing, like seeing these quantum particles, like still entangled. So like, 
literally taking up the exact same space as like the other, the other, the other particles. It's cool. And I was, I think it's pretty new. Like they just, they just came out with all of it like this year, a few months ago or something. So to me, I'm thinking that makes location a little bit more abstract. Like, yeah, go for it. No, yeah, I mean, that's what I, yeah, that's pretty much what I, yeah. And that, and also like shape-shifting stuff, like, like what, like how, yeah, like we can, you know, like maybe like the stories around like people shifting into bears, like maybe that's like kind of, maybe that has something to do with it or like people kind of like, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I think I've been thinking a lot about like, yeah, like how can we, access those spaces like like we're doing all these experiments to prove this stuff but like how yeah you know like maybe we could even use these experiments to understand how to really like act further access those spaces i don't know yeah like <laughs> Sorry, I went to the like um oh no it's cool um, crazy. um, Maya just asked what space is like. Yeah, sorry, I went to the bathroom real quick and missed the beginning of this conversation, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> I guess this, yeah, quantum entanglement, like oh. where your particles are, yeah, like just in the same space as other particles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe how, like, we could even be like intentional about it. I mean, I think because we're like not, <clears throat> well, we're like, you know, like molecules, like rubbing together and like just moving together and we're not really like a solid or like nothing is really solid. So I think um, from what I have understood is that we're also like, you know, like it's like our form that we see, but then also the molecules like probably we have like a whole or like our aura mm. is kind of like probably a spatial molecule molecular like oh. reading of ourselves too you know mm -hmm. what I mean like I feel like it's like our molecules expand until like probably like a diet like a bit of a a sphere around us yeah yeah and I think like through that we're like constantly leaving our molecules everywhere and then constantly like also absorbing other people's molecules. So like, there's like a sphere around us where it's just like, like this like space of like mixed molecules that you're Whoa. like shedding and also absorbing and, yeah. you know, stuff is attaching to you and like stuff like that. <clears throat> so I think that's like super interesting with like keeping in mind with what you're talking about, because I never really thought about it in this way where like, maybe that is like how we're like, kind of like, leaping through different like timelines or different like 
spaces because we're like leaving our molecules in some places and like obviously like those molecules still contain our dna yeah so yeah maybe like that's really interesting to think about i mean because i feel like i've like accessed different different spaces like like pretty easily yeah and they like come to me and like you know Mm -hmm. it's strange too because um I recently did I don't know if I told you about this but I recently uh like clear uh cleaned someone's house for them and like Olympia like uh, like like a yeah like a spiritual like clearing of um a friend's house and it was crazy because while I was doing it, you know, like I get this like feel like this, I don't know. It's just like this, like overwhelming feeling of like something. And then I, afterwards I like talked to her and I was like, she was like, Hey, did you like, did you feel anything or like what, like what was your thing? And I was like, well, there's this whole thing like right here in this one corner. And she was like, that's crazy because I, I heard someone talk to me from that corner. Yeah. And I was just like, that's nuts. Like, but maybe like whatever was there is also leaving their like, you know, some sort of like, or left some sort of molecular mm, well, yeah. like aura there, you know? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Or like, yeah, like something like that. I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's true. You are, we are like always, yeah yeah we are leaving we do leave a lot yeah I think we leave more than we that was one of the things they were talking about is because because we're dying basically Uh like uh we leave more than we absorb we yeah and then like some a lot of science there's like a this thing that I don't agree with in quantum physics that where this this idea that we're like a bad that we're a bad what they call it like discoherence or whatever because we are so we're dying because there's like coherent like a laser is coherent coherent because it's like perfect or something and never die, never dies right or like photons almost never die like they yeah but like we are there's this idea that we're like a bad discoherence because we're we die we so die. quickly and we're no going, but it's like you know, I, that's the kind of stuff no that way. I really dislike. In <laughs> that's, a, that's some weird science. Like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. No way. I mean, if you think about it, I wrote this like little thing I wanted to post because, you know, before I like decided to like go on my healing journey, <clears throat> I like, I realized that I felt and like the difference in like then and now, like I really felt lonely when I wasn't, you know, working on my healing. And I like kind of wrote this little thing about it and like kind of like have like just connected to myself so much that it's just shown me and like the medicines have shown me how much there is out there and how we're so fully connected with so much. And then I thought about, um, Um, but I thought so much about, you know, like I wrote this thing and like how plants, like how we're so connected to plants and like, actually like how we, we should learn more from plants and how the cycle of life is and like how, you know what I mean? Their cycle of life is so quick. 
you know what I mean? So it's like I, so seasonal. It's like season to season. Like they're like yeah. dying and then like rebirthing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like even like small plants that like you know, or like even house plants that like you know, sometimes like it's like they show us constantly this cycle. And it's like it's really and I like it dawned on me like the other day because I went back to like read the posts that like I wrote, and it dawned on me and I was like, wow, like it's so wild to me that we live around so much that goes through this cycle of death and rebirth and death and rebirth constantly and that the human mind still fears death in this like very like like absolute way that doesn't make sense to me like I was even thinking like the other night like of like how I even like kind of saw myself like dying and like smiling and being like oh like I'll see you later you know what I mean yeah. like Whoa. I know it was crazy like I was like you know like like it's happening like and like Whoa. smiling and like kind of like you know like excited about it and yeah. my, like vision cool. and I was just like wow like you know to kind of like be able to partake in like this beautiful cycle that happens to like all this beautiful like abundance around us like just seems so like now like a celebration to me Mm. to be able to exist in like such a unified cycle so I don't agree with this with this thought that we are like less than or that we are like bad or there you know there really is no good or bad ever yeah that's some like immortality yeah what I do when I when I'm confronted with something that's confusing like that or just doesn't sit well is that I turn it on its opposite so discoherence so then I'm like okay then the lasers and the photons are discoherent and then we're coherent is where I start and then I keep going of like how could they be how could being on all the time and not having death be more like a discoherence right and when you're talking about all the cycles of plants and everything around us, that does sound discoherent to me as being on all the time and this idea of perfection and photons, which is also fascinating to me because I do get a little bit like nervous about my vision, about visuals, because I, I judge so much of my actions are I feel like are judged by visuals and that's kind of what I r- relate to photons is things that are visual is that accurate I mean they, yeah they I mean they help us see I mean they make they make it possible yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I feel like they maybe they have their own thing going on too but I feel like yeah that's that that's how we relate to them yeah that's how we relate to photons is by seeing yeah so mostly i mean yeah they they that's that seems to be mostly to do i wonder if that's where my reverence toward seeing comes from then this idea that photons don't die and think that's superior Mm. i just had this thought of like photons as like Myra saying like you know all the things that we shed like photons as that for stars like because I feel like you can probably you could probably argue that photons are not alive because they are not like I mean I'm pretty I get pretty like I don't 
you know, like I think a lot, you know, a lot of things are alive that people don't think are alive, but photons really don't emit anything, absorb anything. You know, they're pretty much, they're very static. But, and like, and like, like this, I guess like the photons that came out, like from the big, there's like, um, all these photons that came out from like, in the big bang that it's called like the like electromagnetic undercurrent or something like that and they're like all exactly the same from where they were then that's amazing so wild it's so wild like their polarization <laughs> hasn't changed like anything wow yeah and but it's like stuff like that but it's just like i just thought of like what if maybe photons are the like so if this if a star is alive you know then or like that or if like the the light comes from from like a live source maybe the photons are kind of like the like the fingernails or whatever or like you know like the hair but can we could you think that because okay like because that like it's the big bang <clears throat> i saw it in one of my visions yeah that's right so when i did bufo uh, the medicine that comes from uh, the uh, the toad from um, DMT that is like literally like the medicine that really really connected me because a lot of people see like fractals and like see this like all these beautiful colors and like I like the only thing that it showed me was basically the big bang like I saw the big bang in action <clears throat> And like this, like, and it was like so massive and so like, it was like so slow that it was, cause it was just like, like almost like in a vacuum and that's what made it slow. But what's really crazy is like, that's what showed me life. So don't, so like, wouldn't the photons that were a part of the big bang, maybe not be alive because it's like, part of this huge whole mass whole yeah be alive exactly so like so like it's maybe like the matter is not alive but then like because it's part of the big huge like thing that is alive which is us which is like the multiverses that exist within it, the big bang within you know who knows like we don't even know yeah. so maybe like like all of this existence together like is what makes it alive or like you know like the the unity that of us needing the photons to exist for us to exist because we came from that yeah. I mean in I mean relatively in thought like I feel like they must it must be a life I mean like through the unity of like yeah how we're basically all that same matter or I don't know mm -hmm. I mean that's just a thought <laughs> I mean, it's like, I guess, yeah, like, that's amazing, like, you could say that the, un like, the universe adds a being or something. Yeah. Like, because so much life came from it, and, like, maybe these particles and these photons that are still, and, like, it's crazy that they're still around as a part of, like, that time that the Big Bang happened. Yeah. That, like, if they're still alive, or if they're still around, and maybe just matter that's still around, I mean, like, it, 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 together it somehow created life for sure and yeah I mean I hear what you're saying though like as like I mean people talk about like the earth as being like a being right so 
could be that that like the universe is a being mm-hmm. full of a lot of things that are not alive and i mean like there's all these things that aren't alive on us right like mm-hmm. finger you know fingernails or something mm-hmm. so it's like it's interesting yeah yeah that's wild that's cool i wonder if those photons have a memory and if that's like so do photons travel through us yeah pretty sure okay. i wonder i mean space is abstract but i do think that like anything that's inside me simply because i'm alive that is alive right so <clears throat> i wonder if they like stack up memories throughout the thing and if that's like so if we could communicate with photons, maybe the photons were showing you the Big Bang kind of thing. Mm, well, that's cool. Cool. I want to, uh, like, everything we're saying is true, and I feel like it all can be related to abundance, or we can find themes of abundance within it, such as, like, the cycles that Myra mentioned and the idea of no death and the ideas of what we leave behind or whatever around and uh the big bang like these all have kind of themes of like or they can all be related to abundance and also quantum entanglement as if as if there's like if we're literally thinking of abundance as money and we contract space into nothing then we are like within the exact same physical space as the money that we're like seeking in which case it's like already here basically it's like just being aware of it, maybe. Mm, whoa. To kind of bring a little bit together with the quantum physics, I'm reading the Power of Eight book right now, and it goes into um, the quantum physics. And when they look at those particles, they're like a gas. And then once they like view them, they turn into something. So like the massive amount of abundance of, of like possibility in um, our awareness and then they can also take that awareness and send it and have an abundance of healing or an abundance of so it's really just whatever to like bring it all together wrap it up uh whatever we want it to be <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure and I think it's funny because I feel like that's why I wanted to check in with this conversation because I do feel like I have like like I feel like I've seen so much of this like other type of abundance that now I just like have no like like the actual like money doesn't like like I'm just like it doesn't even make sense to me you know what I mean like and it makes sense to me obviously like in this like very like 3d like oh we're here in capitalism in los angeles but it's like i just like i feel like my like my my spirit doesn't even like 
like see that anymore and like I see like this other like you know like these plant you know I see like so much other type of abundance that it just like doesn't even make sense well this is my drama (laughs) it doesn't make sense for me to like really even like try to make money sometimes and then I'm like wait I have no money um or like even ask her it just like it just doesn't even like I like I can't comprehend that anymore like and it's like because it is something that kind of just like the universe has provided for me and then when I'm like oh like I have no money it's like okay like you need to figure something out but then you're like oh but like you wanted I don't know it's weird it's weird because I do see all this like abundance that's so much more fruitful than actual paper money. (laughs) I was listening to something this morning about, um, I I don't know where your belief systems lie, but um, I I feel like we're going to be transitioning to a new earth or a new dimension and, you know, as a, as a collective and they were talking about this morning how there is of course no money there just simply it won't exist and i feel like you're already there in your mindset of understanding that concept fluidly and beautifully that yeah this is just uh, holding us back really when mm-hmm. we get to that place and that that um dimension um it's all going to be so abundant we're going to be able to create what we need in the moment mm-hmm. and the whole philosophy will be this beautiful, it's all available. Whatever we need and, and what we desire in the moment is something that we can have. So yeah, yeah I, I feel like you're talking about that already. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, thank God. I'm hoping for that moment. I'm hoping for when everybody gets there, we can let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I am so ready. I am so with you. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I agree with you and we figure out that like we can create something out of something else. Like that gas can turn into anything or we can alchemize like anything like gold is just not on my list when Mm -hmm. I could alchemize peace I could alchemize feeling better I could alchemize like money doesn't do those amazing things as well as like yeah yeah you're taking the Newtonian laws and you're turning them into quantum physics laws in your brain (laughs) Hmm. yeah I know it's like I wonder about, like, I mean, it's interesting because, like, Olivia, the the teacher that Sierra and I are in the class with right now, who's been my teacher for a long time, she always talks about, like, how, like, money, she, like, she'll, or she'll talk, she'll say it sometimes, like, money is not the problem, like, the relationship to it is a problem you know? And I mean, like, I think, I think I believe that, but then also I feel like, yeah, like on, like, I don't know, like, I know that 
um, I know that like indigenous groups, you know, use money and like use like, but it's like, I feel like even then it's like, when if like, I don't know, like if we're living in this like, I guess global, we like super globally connected world or whatever like not it's like okay so if, if the group if like a like a lot of the groups here use maybe use shells and like that worked but like i feel like that i think about that a lot and like whether like how that wouldn't create a hierarchy you know what i mean because like obviously some people live next to shells and some people don't mm-hmm. or whatever and like I'm just like what you know what I mean like like but then it's like I mean if everyone's like if everyone is actually like-minded and like wants the best for everybody like I feel like it can work but then it's like still like wouldn't you just be able to you know some people can go pick up some shells people can't or whatever. like I don't know I just don't really get it or something and then like I'm like, okay, what would that be globally? Like, there's nothing that would exist globally like that, really. Like, I mean, I feel like there's places where there isn't even really a lot of rocks or something, or like, Mm -hmm. there aren't even really like, you know what I mean? And so like, what, there's not anything really like that. I don't know. Yeah, really, I think you're onto something there because, you know, when you say it's our relationship to money, and I think some of that goes back to the, the whole mindset of it's mine, you know, ownership. Mm-hmm. It's like when we live in a collective, there is no such thing as it's mine, it's ours. And therefore that eliminates that whole idea of I'm having to give you something for something else because that's yours and I want it for mine. Oh, it's going to be ours and we share and we, and we find so much joy in that. So I feel that, yeah, it's our relationship to that whole concept, you know? Yeah. That concept of go for it. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Let it go. Let it flow. That concept that we are separate. And then it goes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning of how we're permeable, how we're leaving stuff everywhere. Mm. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting too to think about that and think about how our relationship to money has brought us to this point. Yesterday I was listening, I forgot what I was listening to, I don't even remember, but there was this thing that was talking about how we've like printed so much money that we're, I mean, it's already, it's like, basically like the idea of money is just like kind of like collapsing on its own because we're just printing money from like kind of nothing at this point so it's like it's really like actually in itself like a really like false idea in the first place and then it's also crazy to think that that's happening while at the same time there's like Jeff Bezos that has like trillions of dollars you know and I hear just like what yeah what is that you know what I mean it just like it doesn't make any sense to me anymore and I just and I know there's a lot of people where it doesn't make sense to me but even in like my healing circles I've heard 
but you have to take care, you know, but you need to be able to take care of yourself. And it's like, but I'm like, I am taking care of myself. And like, I feel abundant and it like, like I, it's like almost like, you know, like when you lift the veil, it's like, you can't unlift the veil after you've lifted the veil. It's just like, I can't go back to being like, oh yeah, let me go get like a corporate job so I can take care of myself. And like, I don't know, like my family, my friend, I mean, it's like, you know, if I had all the money in the world, I would just be giving it away. And like, I don't know, (laughs) yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how Jeff Bezos can like live a day in his life with like all this stuff. And like, did you hear about, he like, he bought a yacht and he paid for someone to, or like for obviously like a whole like army of people to collapse a bridge so the yacht can get through like where this bridge, this old bridge that, yeah. Where? I don't remember. I don't know. Like I always forget small details like that, but it's like, just, it doesn't make it just, and then it's crazy because that feels so far from me. You know what I mean? That's that idea just like feels like it doesn't even exist in the realm that I exist in. I, I believe that that's very true. I feel that, you know, from everything you've said, you've actually, when you have lifted the veil and you've seen the truth, there's no reason to go back anyway. Yeah, you no. Know, seen and, yeah. you know, you're so advanced and blessed to have had these experiences and mm-hmm. you really know what matters now. Who needs the yacht? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm coming after that yacht. <laughs> like, that's my next campaign. <laughs> like, destroy that. Destroy the yacht. Or let's throw Give yacht. the yacht to the people that took that bridge down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, the... I don't, I do. I have this tendency of giving a lot of attention to like the negative, like people in the room. And I do the same thing with Jeff Bezos. I don't know if he's negative, but, uh, where I'm like, I want to send Jeff Bezos love. I want him. I want to, I want that relationship, like me and Jeff Bezos relationship to be peaceful just like I want my relationship with money to be peaceful and and then there then I get confused same same where I'm like how do you exist how does money exist like how does this exist like there's so much like that doesn't fit within my realm of you know like reality or importance or whatever and so I'm spending like a lot of energy like trying to I don't know almost as if I give it enough attention like it will reveal itself to me or something I'm pretty sure that's false I'm pretty sure I can just maintain my focus on you know like the stuff that I feel is important and then whatever sheds off of me will eventually reach the people like the people who took down the bridge and the people who the whole crew of the yacht and all the people who built the yacht and you know like all the fishes who saw it like 
there's so many people in this story that are super important and there's yeah. all these beings there. Sierra, I love that. That's so important. Um, can I share something with you about that? Please. You know how you said you're sending love to Jeff Bezos? That really mattered. And I, I want to share this story that I heard off of a BQH session. Um, of somebody who was having a BQH tapped into or was channeling Tupac. Are you guys familiar with Tupac at all? The yeah. rapper from back in the 90s? Yeah. Anyway, what happened to him, as you probably know, I knew nothing about this, but he was shot and for four days he laid in a hospital before he passed away. And during that time around the world, people were praying for him. You know, basically what we would say is sending him positive energy, sending him love and well-wishing and, and that energetic um, feeling of goodness. Well, after he died, he said that he went to every single person that offered him a prayer. And he was energetically within their space, thanking them and giving them love back because he felt every single one of those prayers. It meant that much. So we know, and, and of course, time doesn't exist after you, after we're out of this 3D experience. So, you know, he had time to visit thousands and thousands and thousands of spirits uh, incarnated and not incarnated. But at any rate, um, when you do that, it matters. Sending that love to whoever it is you're creating a bridge of positivity, a network of really good things. So I know, like we were talking about the quantum physics and the particles and the energy, it's got to be part of that. So anyway, it's, it's all good. You know, whenever you send love, it makes a difference. Thanks. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I agree. I think that's like another thing that I've like learned is that maybe like love is like the ultimate currency, you know, mm. like that is what we need to be like, that is really the richness there. You know what I mean? That is like the true abundance. Um, when I do, when I like have, you know, when I do my like, uh, like when I serve medicine or when I'm sitting with medicine or when I'm like cleaning, like clearing homes of like energies, like that's what I do. Like I send love. Cause a lot of times when people come to me, like, and they like, you know, they show me something that, you know, I kind of like get caught off guard by and like, maybe like, you know, feels weird or it's always like, you know, I feel like I'm like feeling their pain. And like, you know, I do believe that also like there is no good and bad and like, you know, it's just people with more pain or people with less pain and more love, you know? Um, and I like try to tell people that are usually scared by these energies that are in their homes and, you know, doing like, uh, like trying to get their attention. And I'm like, I feel like sometimes I wonder if it's just because like, they're they need something they need like or like you know I'll clear the house and I'll just be like I'll do my prayer and just be like send love send them light show them the way to like peace to love to you know what I mean because I think it's just always like anything that feels 
off or feels scary or feels bad is usually just something with pain and it's not necessarily bad to be in pain it just you know people need guidance to to better to love a lot of times be guided back to love that's i mean i needed i needed that that's what i needed i needed to be guided back to love and i was guided back to love and i'm like now you know my cup is full and like ready to give love to others yeah that's, that's amazing yeah yeah that feels really related to the the prompt the prompts that you sent about pain and like I mean yeah you I think you said triggers but I've been the, ever since you sent that I've just been realizing how much like it's just so vast mm -hmm. because it is connected to it's not just your own struggles with money it's like the yeah it's like the planet the humanity is just it's just it's just so intense like and it's like you're connected you're like interacting with it every day it's so personal and there's just so much there and like like I picked it it was so wild I, I was I told you a little bit about it but I picked up this guy yesterday to do uber and it was a long ride and whatever he was like kind of entitled and disrespectful whatever but it was like during the ride he like I was kind of over that and I was feeling good and then he like there was this moment where he started talking about money on the phone and he was just I don't know what he was talking about he said like loan something something and like the moment he started talking about it there was like this gross feeling that I had just like this like depressive gross feeling and I was like whoa like I just was so aware of it for like kind of the first time I was like this is like this is like so specific and like, you know, he's just talking about like a loan. Like, it's like, it's not like he was like talking about this. I didn't know what he was talking about, you know? And it's, it's really like deep. I think it's really thick and heavy mm -hmm. and like, but yeah, it's about trying to like deal with it and send like yeah love to it and all the things that that like you talk about yeah that feeling is trying to like save your life mm -hmm. it's like valiant it's like got a really strong mission but yeah to redirect that mm -hmm. you know, like, no, no, that yeah that feeling is basically like i think a lot you know what I mean like I think a lot of times when we like are triggered by stuff it's like definitely like a lesson that needs to be like learned you know like I always see it as like like there's a reason like you have that trigger and like there's a journey to transmute that trigger there's like that's like you know one of the journeys that needs to be like resolved or taken care of and I think that all of humanity needs that probably has that same journey to take on. And we have, and I know, like, I think it's like something we need to take on together is this whole trigger with money. Yeah. 
Yeah. What we did yesterday on this um, midday mindfulness abundance series was we asked that trigger questions. And that was it, just for five minutes. We just kept asking it questions. And mom and I both found the urge to analyze the answers we were getting. And then we both found out that asking the question is a lot easier way to get information than to try to pull it from the archives. So ask a question, get an answer, and just ask another question. And then get a lot more info on this, on this, reaction but that is really cool that you felt it so viscerally and it's like that you gave it a platform to speak and then now it's talking to you yeah thank you thank you because I it's like been like even just like this few days like whenever you sent that two days ago or something it's been it feels like kind of huge like to think of feel it and to think about it and I feel like it's gonna kind of be it feels like something that it's gonna need like a good amount of of attention or something like it's gonna take like a few different so it feels like a lot of different types of trauma like there there's like trauma like with it in this way trauma within in that way like very different like something related to like your family and something to related to like so your own self-esteem something related to yeah like the, the circles that you like hang out with like yeah <clears throat> like culturally like uh even like for some people I'm sure physically like mm, you yeah know. oh yeah for sure Physi- yeah Cause it's, you know, cause jobs put us, put our bodies in mm-hmm. this, like these spaces, you know, these like. Yeah. And then I think, I think of that. And then I also, um, what kind of came up is like, you know, people that are like, that have disabilities that can't access it because of their disabilities. Mm, like, yeah. it's like, you know, like, like on both sides, like the people that do access it and like how it hurts them. And then like the people that can't access it and how it hurts them. It's just like, it's so it's just so such a prevalent like trauma in like so many different ways and like both on like every side of like humanity I noticed that yesterday actually during my questioning I there was this event that was traumatic when I was younger of like winning a trophy. And I was like, oh, I thought I've, you know, I thought I talked to this memory. I thought we figured it out. And I did, I talked to a part of the memory. And then it turns out there's like, like all around it, there was other like instances. Like you said, there was the part at home and there was the part at school and there was the part like in my body. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like going back to it. I feel like you guys could offer these sessions for and get some abundance <laughs> to be honest like this is like everybody has this trauma yeah. and everybody will unfortunately needs money yeah so <laughs> so 
So for like nuns or whatever. I mean, should we just start? I'm honest. We're like, I mean, that's like literally, I feel like that's just like where we're headed though, you know? Like, I feel like we're just like headed to a place where we're just going to have to start. We're just going to have to start building like Churches. our spaces. Yeah. But it's like, even if, if we start our own church, and we, I got to get all the money for it. We're not the kind I mean, of but we're not, but we don't because, you know, we can figure out planting, seeding, tra- mm-hmm. like there's places with still kind of trade and I just have a feeling, I mean, I, I do understand that this, yeah. that this like monetary situation is going to collapse. I just know, I mean, there's no way yeah. it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. And it's not sustainable for a future either. Like I just, you know. And it's it's interesting. Like I've been learning more, listening more stuff about crypto stuff too. And it's like, even though all that stuff is like, there's this idealism around like universal money, but it seems like so many of these people are also just like, I want. I just want a way out. Like I, I'm scared that the U.S. currency is going to collapse or whatever. Right. And it's like if that's the idea, and that's really how, and there's really that much wealth tied up in that now. Like, yeah, like current. It seems like it's really like I don't see. I mean, maybe it could be just like universal, but like, I don't see like the dollar is certainly going down yeah seems like which i'm okay with oh yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know like i mean i don't know but i was listening to this guy the other day and i was like you kind of really honestly sound like somebody who just like it was very like libertarian you know what i mean which like i'm not always against but, I don't actually know what you mean. What does very libertarian sound like? Like basically just not tr- like wanting wanting to get out of it just to get out of it kind of or like just like not trusting it. I mean, I know, I mean, he was like, I don't want to be in the within the I mean it was real. I mean, I definitely agreed with like he was like, I don't want to deal with the banks like at all and all that. Um but like also he was just like like, yeah, he was just like wanting to have all of have his money out of the US dollar partially just so that like he will be okay when, when the shit dollar goes collapses. down. Yeah, as opposed to sort of like like I don't know. It's like what and that I think that's really interesting too, because I've also been doing like a lot of research around like um cryptocurrency, like NFTs and all that. And I think it's really interesting that you know, and like kind of like all these like things that are tied together, like even the metaverse is tied to all that, right? Yeah. And like, I think it's really interesting that, you know, as like this is like happening and becoming more uh, popular, it's also again, like it's the same system though, because it's like the people that are really accessing those spaces and like the, that, cur- like that type of currency are people with power people wealth. with wealth yeah and it's the same thing and it's like you know I'm kind of like like I've, I've like read articles about how like oh Nike bought 
X amount of space in the metaverse and like from this metaverse company and and like they're making like these like they're making these like rooms where you can keep your nfts they're making like spaces already and like they're already like on like for sale yeah yeah i i just it's still the same concept it's mine and not yours you know i get it first you know we gotta get away from that idea yeah 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 i was even like i was listening to this thing that was like it's like NFT marketplace that's supposed to be the biggest photo art marketplace and they seem like they're really trying to do like cool they kept talking about cool community stuff they just did this whole feature on like 30 black artists da, 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 da. and then like their whole their next thing was like we're making these quantum keys where only a thousand people will have these quantum keys and so those people get to come to all these private events like in our space in Santa Monica and like it was so exclusive like so much exclusivity to the point of like I was just like this is so creepy did they give those 30 black artists the quantum keys I have no idea probably not they didn't say I mean they did say that they wanted to give some away or they wanted this or they wanted to offer I mean like they had a lot of like thoughts about trying to make things a little more like accessible or like they they want everyone to be able to make an nft and like stuff like that but it's like if i mean if that was the case i would already have nfts like you know what i mean you would we would all have nfts if that was the case but it's not but then it's like i mean then that gets into the thing i mean that's like what the art world always does where it's like okay we have to we have to create exclusivity yeah and we have to uh cater to the ultra rich in order to support everything else and it's like if we keep doing that I mean that's that's what America does that's like what America is it's like basically if, yeah. if we it it's like oh and everyone just sort of like not everyone but that's just the mo of like how the system works mm-hmm. and it's basically just corrupt just a corruption I see that. I see it being like NFT market is mirroring the market that does exist. And they're all like, we're making a better place. And it's all like, you're yeah. in the same place. Wow. And you even put it back yeah. into physical form. All right. of a sudden, now it's not even in the metaverse. You're like, go to Santa Monica. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is really full circle. But I do yeah. have this idea that um, we are kind of like babies and or kids. And kids do say like, I need this doll and it's extremely important to my existence. And then the parent (laughs) is like, like, I don't know if I can justify that. And and I feel like that's how we are kind of with money. Like the parent sees long-term like that this doll is like reproducible or whatever. Or like, I don't know, the parent sees like their electricity bill more than they do see the doll. I don't know what, but so I feel like that's me in this, like, I'm this kid who's like, I need, I need this doll. Like I need like literal dollars. And then my higher self is like, we're in a gift economy. And like, they're the parent being like, like your existence isn't, you know, predicated on the ownership of this doll. 
And then, like, but also, I'm glad Kiriel popped back on because Kiriel does recognize, like, I learned from Kiriel the importance of giving that doll to the kid. Like, that kid does know that that doll is important to their existence. It's real. What, so, so one thing that I do um, with my little people, which is good, I'll transform it in areas of my life, is I often say that once you have the object, it has now become yours and you have the responsibility to it. And that's where that attachment begins. And so if you lose this doll that you needed, then you are sad. And then you have that attachment and you yourself are creating that attachment to this doll. So if that doll is not yours, but that doll is a doll that you play with, then if you lose it, it will not be a loss because you will be able to play with another doll. Mm. It's the attachment piece there that if when you lose that or you don't have that or you can't get that, um, I also do try to teach my kids like a, in, a, in a roundabout way that the world is full of abundance. So, okay, well, you know, we have resources for that or we have resources for this or we'll put that on the list or we'll see where that goes. Um, so thanks for pointing that out, Sierra. And then that way it doesn't limit the mindset of what is a possibility. That's really cool. It's cool to think about it as attachment stuff. Mm -hmm, I agree. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a nicer way to say that's mine. It's like, like I'm the caretaker of something. Right. So then if some you have some money, somebody takes that money, then you, you have a loss because you've associated that as your money. But let's say, you know, we have a friend over, a toy gets broken. That's very um, sad in the moment uh, who, for somebody who has attached that to being theirs. Now, if you had a friend over that broke their own toy, that would not be sad because you have not attached the meaning to that as yours. However, you still can't play your Nerf War game anymore because there's only one toy left. You just find a new activity without the loss factor. Well, that's really cool. Because I feel like maybe that's what we need to, that's the answer. We just need to come up with new activities for ourselves and new meanings and new like channels, new journeys that don't include attachment, maybe. And that do include this idea of like, it is all going down at the same time. Like. Mm -hmm like I guess the libertarian standpoint of like when it goes down I'll be protected or whatever just like like I lost that nerf gun already and now I'm already like it already went down and I already showed resilience and like that's what I'll do next time it goes down too yeah that just uh I just thought of this thing that I used to do when I was a child with my toys <laughs> when I would lose them because I loved them so much you know and then I would just like I would lose them and then I I think about them just like hiding I was, oh yeah I used to think about them like oh maybe they're like in a corner somewhere like just like existing like by themselves oh that's so cute yeah <laughs> like I used to think about like it just like sitting there and being like I'm right here oh I'm okay God. 
like this little doll sitting there like you know that's so cute that is adorable and when I, I I'll find it someday <laughs> that's so cute that's it did you ever find it? nope never <laughs> but they still were somewhere you know that's that's like really I feel like that's like very good like I mean I still cried and you know like <laughs> but I did like to imagine them like not just being like lost in my room somewhere like mm. in a dark corner oh I see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I imagine my realm. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like as a recovering hoarder, that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's what I do with, when I give away clothes is I'm like, I still have the memory. Like mm-hmm. in my like in lockdown in my head. Like and and I do that in stores too. Like if I try something on and I'm like, I have the memory of what this feels like, what I love or whatever. And like of reading the tag or whatever, or like the smell of the store. And I don't actually need the artifact to prove it. Totally. But also when I lose something, uh, what helps with the heartbreak is that that something like walked away. Like a, a similar process of giving it it's sentient conscious, like mm. it's will, like it is a ball of energy that was like magnetically attracted to another situation mm. wherein it could get like whatever action it needed, like be it new care and attention or like excitement or whatever, something that I wasn't offering, that thing is finding somewhere else. Found a new caretaker. Yeah, we've been talking about that um, lately uh, with Charles is having that control, that control of um, your outcome. It makes it easier. Or like Hannah, she likes to give all of her old clothes. She loves clothes. She likes to give all of her old clothes upcycle to Meridian. And so then Meridian can wear them and they can um, live on. And it's just having that control for my kids seems to be a big, big aspect of how successful and how it's going to feel going on they're not trying to save it for themselves you know like oh I'm going to save this for me for my kids when they grow up or you know they're like okay when I'm grow out of this I'm going to give this to the person I choose to give it to and I have that control that's really cool wait is Meridian is a person yeah 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 that's Sam's daughter and Hannah gives all of her toys and all of her clothes to Meridian. So Meridian's a pretty lucky little gal. <laughs> Cute. Meridian is being provided for. The universe loves Meridian. Yeah, Meridian is abundant. Yeah, Meridian is abundant. <laughs> we all learn from Meridian. <laughs> yes. Okay, I feel like when you're talking about attachment stuff, like as I've been, as, as this process, like thinking about this stuff and just thinking up to this, like as it's unfolded, like the main thing that has been coming is, is just like this ease, like, well, actually it came up when, during the BQH session we did with, with Karen and okay, um it was like yeah because you asked Siri you asked about abundance 
And then it was like, the message I got was like ease, like that it, you have to like let it happen. And that's been like kind of huge for me lately. And then I feel like that's related to attachment, like, like just like, I feel like I was really in this like super, I was attached, yeah, to a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of things, like a lot of needs. I was having like a lot of, yeah, I don't know. There were like so many needs, like so many, yeah, I don't know. It feels like attachment and that like letting a lot of that go feels like there's like been a lot of more abundance flowing and like just like things just things happening and, and like yeah it's kind of it's cool it's like e- it's actually kind of easy mm-hmm. that's why I mean I feel like that's why I'm in this conundrum because I feel like it's so much easier to not care mm. you know what I mean it is so much easier to like not be attached to things and you know just let things flow and and as soon as you and it's I've like heard this saying um, somewhere where I think it was like a tarot card reader that said it, that was like, you know, like, like, like you're supposed to flow, you're supposed to flow, let things flow and like flow with things. And as soon as you feel like, like, you know, like a stop or like something that's blocking you, you just like flow around it, you know, you like kind of, you need to release it, flow around it and just like keep flowing because you know yeah like the universe provides and like like we're here to like flow together like we're not here to like block each other or to be blocked and it is easier that way you know you just like if anything's blocking you just be like oh okay I gotta I gotta go around this I gotta like let it go I gotta release it or just not pay attention to it and keep going let that let that water flow yeah like take the easy road because sometimes like you know we can't knock things we can't knock blockages down necessarily always mm-hmm. but we can try to like go around them or avoid them or release them or let them go and and take take the flowy side yeah yeah water has been a really strong metaphor in my life this past week not only for money, but also for marketing. And one of the answers I got from that BQH session is to float with the tides. Like, and mm. um, I do see water as something that it like confronts and feels and surrounds and even leaves a trace on those rocks that it hits. Mm-hmm but in like such a gentle way that it's like, and it ends up being really powerful. Like I've been tending a sidewalk with ice and snow on it this week and realizing that like, there's nothing I can do to stop the ice from freezing and like cracking the sidewalk. no water is like one of the most powerful elements like it can really like you know it's it's a it can really break through anything almost you know like over time and like 
Mm. it's destroy. it's like you know really like can destroy and like it, it's so powerful mm. so so powerful mm. yeah even like a small drip <laughs> through like metal like you know what i mean like a small drip that goes on forever oh. through metal like through yeah. through stone through anything mm. yeah yeah my mom had us do this fun um activity a little while back around Valentine's Day when all that love energy was happening, we would put love into our water and um, then we would drink our water, filling ourselves with love. And then when we let it go into like, go to the bathroom, we would let love back into the water because water holds memory. And that was really fun. And my kids took off with it. They were putting love into the swimming pools. They were putting love into all of the water. Oh, it, was, cool. it was just really, really a fun visual, like for that water is, having memory. That's awesome. That's like Olivia's elder teaches to when you wake up in the morning, like bless yourself with your first drink of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She talks about that. I love that. I love that. Mom, can you hear that? I don't know. She might not be able to hear. She gave a thumbs up. Yep, I can hear now. Yeah, that's that's such a great thing. Um, starting your day out, blessing yourself with your first drink of water. Yeah. You can you can put your own positive energy into like every cup of water that you drink. Mm. Even just like Charlie and Hannah expanded the whole concept, bless the whole water system, the whole water treatment system, so everybody gets the love. You know, it's mm -hmm. um, it's a cool, cool thing to to try and conceptualize. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. I like to think of like water as like actual like life and like love and like oh just because you know it like we need it so much like our bodies are made of water like we need it to survive like it feeds yeah. us it gives us life it like makes us happy like um but yeah it's like one of the most important important elements to our to our health even you know so yeah yeah it's yeah. go for it Willie. oh no i just agreed yeah i was just gonna try to bring it together to wrap it up saying that like yes we do live in the quantum field meanwhile we do love water and we see water as love and mm. love is the ultimate currency and a lot of the messages we're getting about our relationship with money are like be inspired by water so we do have this really tangible um, way to view currency, to view money, to view dollars. And I think it's healthy for us to go like all the way to like, we're all connected. There's no space or time and whatever. Like that is, and it's also really healthy to take that journey all the way back into i want like i need this doll i need to spend dollars on this doll and like i think it's like a 
like love that journey and maybe just travel through it like water like when we get to the mind thing mm-hmm. think about water we get to loan money like think about water like what would water do when we think of like when it all goes down we can think about a waterfall when we think about control we can think about water and like oh yeah um i love that mm, yeah yeah that's awesome Sierra. that's super yeah that's really cool yeah it makes me think about at the beginning of this when you were talking about the life cycles and how the cycle of the life cycle of water you know how long it takes for those you know that to crack up the cement you know it's just a witnessing of another life cycle and like you were saying Kirill, how so yeah with related to like the quantum physics stuff it's like we like I guess like yeah like on the quantum I mean yeah I think you guys all know this but they were they were specifically talking about this thing I was listening to yesterday about the discoherence and the coherence more it's like like that all like all particles are also waves and they do act like water like specific they were talking specifically about water like how water you can equate it to water and so yeah like we yeah I think we when it comes down to it we do act like waves too I don't I feel like we like maybe that's even what feeling like when we feel like we are sort of stuck in like I don't know what you want to call it but I don't even know if I like calling it 3D but just like stuck or something you feel like you feel like if you're stuck in some reality that feels just so physical that you're not feeling beyond that or something like if you do feel beyond that like maybe that's that's becoming a wave and like we don't even it's not something we always see but it's just like happening I don't know I thought you were gonna say drink water when you feel like that moment coming. Just drink oh, water. Well, that can work. We got water. We yeah. always have it. I mean, the air is also like that. Air is like water. Yeah. No. Totally. Air is definitely like. Yeah, and I'm sure there's also like, like water. There's water particles in air. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> What? And that brings me back to Sierra's box breathing through life. We are just circling, cycling <laughs> back to the very beginning when Sierra started off with box breathing and box breathing through transitions, filling ourselves up intentionally with the air. It's very cool. You guys are just on point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for this conversation. Oh, I do want to add one more thing that breathing it does give us all the all the chemicals that we want it gives us endorphins and serotonin and dopamine and uh i don't remember what other ones but all the neurotransmitters and all of the hormones that we like 
blame for being happy and calm and chill and accepting and open which kind of makes sense to me because like if we're talking quantum like we're literally bringing in like all of this information all of this stuff that's been left by you know everybody behind us into our bodies and we're processing it and we're like blah, 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 blah. like so yeah breathing is another really cool thing we can do that we can give to these thoughts and stagnations or hiccups that we have surrounding anything, but especially money. Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah, go team. I am grateful for all of us. Uh, I'm going to close out. What we do for midday mindfulness is we say we love us. We love us. I love you. We love us. And then Rachel has this habit that I like of just muting herself and letting anything like let's all trust our intuitions and trust our feelings and trust the words that come out of us. And like, if there's anything that we have that wants to come out, like let it come out. I just want to say um, that I'm also grateful for like joy. I'm grateful for laughter. I'm grateful for unity and like all the abundance. I'm grateful for like source and the multiverse, everything, Pachamama, like all the plants, all the lovely animals that share life with us too. Um, and love and open hearts and open minds. Thank you. Yeah. I feel just, yeah, I feel super grateful for this, this and you're doing this and like these questions and yeah, I feel like I want to explore more healing around it, like maybe with you guys and talk about like trading or something or some sort of abundance that can flow there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like we all have a lot of abundance flowing out of our hearts, and I'm super grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sierra. Appreciate you doing this. And I appreciate everybody that said things today. It was really helpful. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah likewise. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, everything you said. Really may, may our vibrations and collective energy reach the rest of the collective out there. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Love. Love. Love this is being recorded, hi, as a podcast. So um, could I get a... Um, a sign from everybody that that's okay. So you can put it in the chat or thumbs up.
or a verbal. Got a thumbs up from Merm for Kiriel and Karen is Myra and Willie. I'm all right, Kiriel, is that right? Always. Awesome, thanks. And I got a thumbs up from Karen. Fabuloso. Yay, thanks for listening to that. I'm grateful. And validated. Because I thought it was pretty darn entertaining as well. And I made it through the whole thing as well. So go team. I'm glad you're on our team. <laughs>